Here's the situation. We're going to play a little bit more Champion of Champions, TJ, <laughs> with either real presidents or fake presidents, whatever oh. our guests uh, choose to do. And that's right. We do We do have guests. And this, well, this is Here's the Situation. This is a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And uh, today's theme, Rush, uh, just this week, uh, I don't know when this will play, but uh, Joseph uh, Robinette Biden Jr., I believe, was sworn in, was inaugurated. So our theme this week is Precedent Forte Sick. Yep, and we hope we, we hope we're, we're not jinx, jinxing him. But instead of President 46, it's President Forte Sick. Yeah, and I was a little worried that you that you immediately put a sickness on the Biden. But as DJ pointed out, if he was capable of jinxing the president, he would have already done that. Uh, I had yeah, I had about fourteen hundred days where I was really trying, and it didn't it didn't happen. So uh, so I think I think I think the new one's safe. Yeah, so our our guests uh, this week, very happy to, to have them. Uh, they're on Pacific uh, time, and uh, so TJ and I could be a little loopy by the end of uh, this recording, but we've got uh, uh, Andy St. Clair and uh, Andy's uh, wife, Danielle. Uh, we've had Andy on before, yeah. so we really don't need to I think I think we have Danielle and Danielle's husband, Andy, right? That is yeah. the better way to think about it. I think for sure. And so, uh, Danielle, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to uh, to the folks? To the uh, world. To the to world. The There's there could be as many as there could be as many as four figures of people watching this, and by that I mean four different shapes, like a fat guy, yeah, and, and like a thin. And, it's like guess who? And by watching, or, uh, as usual, you mean listening. Well, yeah, um, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Hello, hello to both people listening. We're so excited <laughs> you guys joined. Uh, I'm Danielle. Uh, I yeah, I, I'm a writer and an actor and a producer, and I also consult for some tech companies on the side. Um, and uh, my husband is Andy St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Is, is she just saying she's more talented than me? That's yeah. yeah. Seems like all she's saying. That's like you live with four yeah. people, Andy. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. You live with yeah. a writer, a producer, you live with an actress. Yeah. I, I never know what to say in interest. I'm a mom <laughs> of a two-year-old. There we go. She's two-year-old. Yeah. She's two. That's why you guys are you doing it late. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just hearing before we started taping that uh, that uh, your daughter now gets up quite early in the morning, which Andy tried and, and found that he could. He was incredibly productive, but also that that was truly not for him. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I bet. Yeah, I found that the 5 a.m. I was. Uh, it sounds silly, but I was shocked how much you can get done in that at that time. I, I've never done it in my entire life. He literally walked the halls and was like, "Do you know how productive you can be when you get up this early?" I got so much. I got laundry done. I answered emails. Yeah, that's why old folks like to have dinner at about 3:30 in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was napping by 10. Napping by 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, napping. Well, uh, I'll, uh, why don't I get why don't I get us started? And uh, right. I have I have one for each one for each of the uh, of the three words in the theme. This will be the one based on forte. So here's the situation: we all have bestowed on us a particular set of skills. Some of them we may not even recognize yet. But I'm going to give you some events uh, or fields, and I'd like you to tell me your forte in that area or what you think your forte would be if this event ever occurred to you. So, for example, in a second, I'm going to give you guys grocery shopping. 
My forte, as it turns out, in grocery shopping is that I write the list basically in the flow of the supermarket. So I have my produce first, then the deli, then cereal, then jelly. And it is it's so I can serpentine from left to right and basically not have to double back at any point and just go right to the register after after the last thing on my on my list. So. Um, so what would your particular particular skill set or forte be in the field of grocery shopping? I'll go. I'll start to say I'm a quick and efficient bagger in the self-serve line. Oh, yeah. Like I, I get in and out of there. No one's ever like that guy's slowing the, the, the line down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good at anything else about grocery shopping, but I'm good at that. <laughs> Well, I, I personally hate going inside grocery stores. Like, I was all over the Instacart trend, like, years ago. Um, I feel like it's, I don't, I just don't like how people, like, mingle in the aisle so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everyone's kind of a tourist, but they've all seen grocery stores before. But, um, so I think my strength is I just want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Great. Great. So I am fast. I am a fast grocery store shopper, which might not be great for your groceries. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, not you might not know this about me, but I love grocery stores. <laughs> I love them. I, them. I will. I, truly love them. I go. I go into them even during COVID three times a week. <laughs> now, I normally go about late at night. I go like ten o'clock our LA time because nobody's in there. So I will go grocery shopping. Danielle will go to bed, and I will go to the grocery store. For an hour. This is true. This is true. It's like you have the museum all to yourself. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love walking around it. I love seeing stuff. I'm amazed by it. I always think about, like, if you told people a hundred years ago, there's, you know, places where all this food was, they would, they would lose their mind. So your, your forte is you haven't lost your sense of wonder at the grocery well, store. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. I just, I will, I will stop. I, I mean, I have a lot of great grocery store memories. <laughs> Some of them real recent. Some of them just, just oh, yeah, from the last sure. couple of weeks. I mean, Danielle was there one time. I won uh, some free chicken uh, playing a, a game where I walked in a circle. Uh, and the, I didn't even know you could play grocery stores. Yeah. Games in grocery stores. We walked in there. They pulled him in to play some game where he wins a giant rotisserie ki- a chicken, and I was like, I didn't even know. Like, yeah. the grocery store was like a Wonka wonderland. I was. I never tell you did though, Andy. Andy knew exactly <laughs> when to get there. Yeah, time for the games for the day. I was pumped. So you know, I I mean, I love grocery stores. I, yeah, I will go with wonder uh, pricing. I mean, I spend so much time there. I feel like I know the prices. <laughs> You'd be good on like prices, right? Oh, I, so I love good. it. I love it. I just love grocery stores. Supermarket sweep is like a dream. Yeah. What? I don't I don't like the California grocery stores kind of generally. Like there's too much bullshit in there. Like I, I, I want like brand names I've heard of and like I went to the grocery store near you guys' house just to buy deodorant one time, and it was like I had to leave and go to a different grocery store because yeah. I couldn't tell what was deodorant, what wasn't. There was no name I'd ever heard of. It's all that's fancy. That's a fancy California grocery store. And yeah, it was very fancy. You need like a look. You need like a Ralph's or or you know like a Pavilions, which is like a Jewel or a Dominic's. Type right of. on. Yeah. Give me to Ralph's. Yeah, if you're if if you're if you're like uh, confronted with a like a a thing that looks like deodorant, but it just says like Haverford and Stratton, 
you really don't know what you're getting. You might be getting yeah. some, some some potpourri spray. You don't. You really don't yeah. know what you're what I you're encountering. I couldn't <laughs> tell what it was. I, I'll be honest with you guys too. When this is over, there is an over fifty percent chance. I'm <laughs> you got the so. <laughs> well, we'll try. We'll try and get you out on a on a, on a decent right. time, Andy. How right. about this? Is a topic, Rush. This this kind of event we talk about a lot, Rush. Um, although you, it's never happened to you and it's only happened to me once. How about as a wedding guest? What is your forte skill as a wedding guest? I, you know what I will say for a rush. Are you going to go or you want me to go? You go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, for me, I feel like what I like to do at a wedding is I, I, I want to, I, I want to hit that bar hard. Whenever it's open, I to, so I, I want to attack the bar, and, and I feel like, and then I and then I kind of want to mingle with all the people I'm there to talk to, but then midway, you know, an hour into it, I start going on to the other team. I start going to attacking the other players I don't know, and I want to see what's going on with the people because I'll catch up. You know, I'm there to see my friends and who I know there, but I feel like my my uh, forte is. Attacking the bar and then attacking the people I don't know. <laughs> Y'all, I am uh, I am a straight up dancer. Mm-hmm. I will get anybody on that dance floor, and I will make you feel good about your dancing because I will go so crazy. I also can probably answer for Rush too because I've been to a couple of weddings. I'm interested to hear what you're going to say because I I have a very strong feeling of why you are good to be a wedding. I well, I think. I think what I, what I bring to a wedding is is probably not particularly well liked by other people, but I like it, which is I'm, I'm going to like in, instigate like a whole bunch of games and contests and stuff during like all of the basically throughout the wedding. At this point, I have like a, probably a roster of about 10 games that I like everything from uh, getting bets down on how long the wedding will be from the time that the grandmothers <laughs> sit until the uh, until you, you may now kiss the bride uh, to the one I've talked about on this podcast before TJ, where you have to pick the songs, the songs yep. and uh, you know, whoever gets their three songs to come out and has their third one come on last. That's a great game. I love another game. I like to do at weddings. I know I've done with Andy and Danielle before is uh, I go and I, I, uh, I make everybody bet how many people took the chicken, how many people took the, the <laughs> steak and how many people took the vegetarian. And then I go back to the, to the, uh, the kitchen and they're always like they're always worried that like there's some sort of problem and i'm like no no i just need to know how many chicken how many fish and, like, and they, then they always they're kind of relieved and just give me the number so i have a lot of wedding games like that that i like to just kind of kind of keep some of the, the the boring parts going i also like to like i like to get a little table rivalry going as well like if you're sitting at my table i feel like by the end of the night we're gonna we're gonna have bonded because we think we're the best table. Have you, yeah? If you can't find a little table pride in your soul, then then what, what what's wrong? What's wrong with you, Danielle? Is that what you were gonna say about Rush? That's absolutely what I was. Oh, yeah. that, that song one was really fun. I think I won that one. Which probably I think was so fun. But I do remember asking the wait staff. They go through this transition of that fear at first that they did something wrong, and then they hit. Um, you know, kind of like they're they're in their work mode and they're trying to get it ready, and then they go to this extreme pride, where like yeah. they love what what people ordered most, and they're very proud to give you their numbers. And it's weird. It's 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 that same dynamic every wedding. Like it's always like they look at you with a panic, like oh, I'm 
sorry. With it, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I tried to be clear. Like, this is nothing. There's no problems. I'm just very curious. And then they come back and they're like, they really got after the vegetarian. And people always <laughs> overrate the uh, how many uh, how many vegetarian meals are going to be. The song game's really fun. How about you, TJ? Um, you know what? I I have just I have just the I think I have the right amount of irreverence in my humor to appeal to old people. <laughs> enough to be like god could this thing be any longer and like some old lady like finds that like really you know like ooh, we shouldn't be saying stuff like that but it's not like real danger you know it's just kind of like yeah. just the right amount for them to feel naughty and but but protected a little bit as well i think that but that's a great skill to have teaching because <laughs> i always say like at any wedding speech your target audience is right Parents of the bride, parents of the bride, groom, and that age range. That's yeah. your target audience. Any joke that's not going to play with them shouldn't be part of your speech. Yeah, that's that's my that's my that's my that's my audience. What? Um, all right. How about? And I'm guessing we'll all have you guys will have to imagine what your forte would be here. But if you were one of a dozen shipwrecked on an island, what do you think your forte would be as part of that as part of that gang? My my gut tells me I'm going to be the guy to be like, they're going to find us. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. The guys, we're going to get through this. Come on. You know, I would be the guy who's going to be like, let's let's have some fun for a little while. Let's enjoy where we are. Let's not think about what's happening. We're going to get through it. So that, I immediately know that's what I would try to do. Either like, as Mr. Morale, either you're going to be the hero or you'll be murdered at some point by by all these yeah. starving, these starving, right. insane people. Like day four, I might be beaten down right. by all of them. You know, I would just be like, hey guys, but that was an awesome wreck, right? I think I saw, I think I saw a boat, guys. I think I saw a boat. <laughs> I think I would try to keep everybody like, come on, we're having fun. <laughs> we need that's any any dozen shipwreck people needs one of those guys right. for sure. I think I would be decent at organization, even though I would be terrible at implementation of the ideas that we need. Like I'm going to be the worst at like opening that coconut or building the, uh, you know, the 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 help message on the beach. But I think I'll be good on organization, and then also I think. Um, I'll be decent at like peacemaking. Like I, I think I, until, until just we're totally off the rails, then nobody can really do anything, but I think I'll be okay. At, like when the first skirmishes start to come up, I'll be, I'll be able to be like, look, we can't sweat this. I get it. You're making a good point. So are you, but like, we really need to kind of focus as a group of, about all of us not dying here. I think I'd be good at that part. Yeah. I think I'd be really good at, um, gathering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can fucking kill at a Where's Waldo game. So, like, if you're putting out <laughs> in some kind of island, we need something. I'm like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find 10 of them. Uh, I think I'm going to get, and I don't sleep a lot, so I can, like, go out at night and find stuff. So, I guess I'm just, like, a, I'll be, like, a good pack rat. <laughs> that would be mine, too. I think I'd be convinced that if we needed something, we can find it. Like, I wanted to write a note one time and leave it under someone's windshield. I was like, I guarantee you I can find a pencil and a piece of paper. If I just, if I if give me three minutes of just looking around on the ground, I will find something to write with and something to write on. I can, I can get this done. I think, I, so I think I'd be that person too of like, what do we need? A shovel and something metal? I, we, we'll, I'll find this. I will find yeah, it. Right. Put us on an island and like, in like 10 minutes, we'll have a city. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll be good because I'll, I'll have some ideas. 
you right. guys will implement them. And then and Andy I'll be will like, Way to go! Andy will keep us all <laughs> keep morale up. Yeah. You guys are doing great. Andy will Let me see. I'll give you guys a couple more. Let me go through because I have like five or six. How about this one? Oh, so this will be a true life one. This will just be for Danielle and Andy. What is your forte as a parent? You have a beautiful little daughter. And what would you say is your strong suit as a parent? I, for me, it's, you know, what I, I kind of, uh, she likes, we go, I put her to sleep. So that my one, huh. and this is the only she and everyone else, Andy. <laughs> she's just, she just getting to it early. It's, it's, you do find out when you have a child, like, uh, Oh, I'm doing kind of the same old bits all the time. I'm trying them out on her, you know. Well, she's like, she's an all-the-time audience. You know, with with other people, your bits get spread out for a while because you only see people so often. But this is a nonstop audience, so. Yeah, and I do say, like, with Danielle, when she puts her to bed, she, like, says play and laughs, you know. And she's, like, having a fucking great time. And with me, she's just like, Let's wrap it up, guys. <laughs> so I, I, it's the only thing I, I, I am like. I guess that's my thing. I do that well. I'm so boring of a person that that tiny person is calling it out immediately, and she's just like, "I'd rather go to bed." Well, well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, the first thing I thought of was something kind of serious. Yeah. But I, I think that I really, I, I really like. Just, help, just helping her um, find her own confidence and, and kind of, like, be able to be a little bit independent, even though she is, like, a two-year-old. I think you always are finding these things with kids where you could do everything for them, but if you if you kind of believe in them and, like, they believe in themselves, they love doing things on their own, right? Yeah. And I, I think I'm good at helping her challenge that a little bit. Like, for example, she's in, like, a really big, um, you know, she's about two, so she's starting to test tantrums. And, uh, you know, I just kind of like have been able to talk her through some of them and be like, you're okay, you can do this, you can get up and like, come on, we're gonna go read a book. And she kind of calms herself down and like reasons and is like, you know what, I do want to read a book. <laughs> like, so I think, I think just believing in her is like my, my parent trend, which I think that's every parent though. Yeah. Yeah, Andy doesn't. Andy doesn't believe yeah. in her at all, apparently. So. The only thing I do good is I bore her and put her to sleep. And Rush, I'm sorry. There's I, I am remiss in the fact that like you like nothing more than offering your opinion on stuff you're unqualified to speak on. So please let yeah. me know. It, it's it, maybe this is this is more likely than being um deserted on an island with eleven other people. So what I don't know. what would your strength be as a parent? What would your strength be as a parent, Rush? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I think I would be. Um, I think I would be good at uh, um, be, being being patient about like kind of uh, when they're when they're when they want to express whatever it is that is interesting to them. I think I would be good at like listening and kind of caring about about what they humoring them i suppose in that regard like, yeah uh, i think I'm, i have decent patience in that in that regard but maybe not who knows it's it's always like it's so easy to be like a, a, you know to, to show up and like hang out with somebody's kid for two hours yeah right right it's uh it's a lot harder to do it for <laughs> seventy-seven thousand consecutive hours. yeah but it's also different when it's your own because you kind of want to do it more yeah <laughs> 
All right, last one, guys. If you were a wizard with unlimited power, what do you think your forte or strength would be if you were a wizard with unlimited power? I, mine is going to be, I think, that I'm going to be able to keep myself amused and not not very quickly like ramp up to the maximum thing <laughs> and, then be, and then not have anything left to do. I think I'll be good about being like, okay, you got to hold it back a little bit like the TJ, like TJ buys, you know, eight, eight flavors of, uh, of, of water that he wants. He's going to leave his favorite one for last. Yeah. Like I think I'll, I'll slow build up to like some of the more powerful wizarding stuff and, and not, not, uh, uh, you know, shoot my wad too early. Really? I mean, you blow the masters on Thursday, man. Yeah, no, I, I do. That's very true. But I mean, I, it's that's different though because that's like I'm in a group of, with a group of people and we're all like you know I'm really kind of letting loose and having a good time. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But I think if I have all these spells, all right. I'm gonna like I, start uh, small. Maybe a better way to put it is I'll be able to continue to abuse myself for a longer time than I think most people. I think most people will get frustrated with with omnipotence quickly whereas i think i'd, I'd find some fun stuff to do Great. i would you know i i was just thinking i want to be like a like a sports gambling wizard of some sort so <laughs> i want to give my friends like some absolute lock bets so I, want, I want to be able to i feel like my forte would be to give really as that wizard, I, I want to be able to give really great advice of stuff, you know, like, oh, you know, Super Bowl's coming up, you know, and I want to be able to give a lot of hardcore stats. So, like, okay, I got it. Man. Bet the under on the lady, bet the under on the Lady Gaga uh, national anthem. And, you she know, maybe sings it that long. She th- doesn't think about she it. She gets through it. She gets through it pretty quickly. She, you know, she's like a New York or Jersey girl. She just took, 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 you know, and like, goes right along. Yeah. What do you like in the Derby, wizard? And I'd be like, well, you know, I, you know, I can't tell you who to take, but I can tell you a couple horses I like. You know? Or like, what's the over under on you know the Angels this year? It's like seventy four. I'm like, you know, it seems like an over. You know, I don't know. So I want my forte to be a really solid, solid to my friends gambling sports gambling. <laughs> Wizard, like the, wizard the opening, with unlimited power. You could. you could, you could just conjure up a bunch of money, but you're like, I don't want it to go down that way. Right. Instead, I would like you to earn it because, right. yeah, that's earn it. Yeah. He's he's a wizard with unlimited power, and he wants to be Jimmy the Greek without the <laughs> without the racism. Like you got to place the bet. Right. right. Make like it's it Bucks pack of Bucks Packers this weekend. I'm saying it's a home game. I like the minus three. If I were you, I would maybe take the home team. It's your money. You do with it as you want. The Wizard of Odds. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Right. Danielle? Like, um, 
taking really, really simple things and making people think they're amazing, like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like putting like a spell on it and people trying really hard to make that peanut butter and jelly sandwich again. But like, I know it was peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it tasted fucking amazing. Like, I don't understand. Um, I think I'd like to like just mess with people's heads again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. No, you all right, that was that was what I had. That I was like it. That Forte's. Was um, all right, I I'm also going to do one on Forte, uh, mm. but it's not one anyone else would probably ever go to on Forte. So I went to high school with a guy named Brian Forte. His father, Joe Forte, at the time was an NBA uh, referee, and now Brian is an NBA referee. Oh. So. Uh, so Forte makes me think of NBA basketball and NBA officiating. And I know that Danielle and Andy are big basketball fans. So here's the situation. You two become the first ever husband and wife NBA referee uh, duo. Okay. You don't have to do your games together. You might do them together or separate. That's first question. What's your preference? What's each of your preferences? Do you want to call the same games or do you want to uh, you want to be on the road on different nights, splitting up different games and not and not being on the same referee crew? I think same same games because I, I think we want to travel. <laughs> it would be just easier to travel together. Right, right. That was my answer too. That was my answer too. <laughs> <laughs> same games. I mean, that's I've waited. I'm glad Danielle went first. Same game. Right. Same game for sure. So now, now they decide, unfortunately for both of you, especially Andy, who really seemed to want the same games, that uh, <laughs> you have to split it up and, and go differently. Um, they're paying you what they actually pay NBA referees, which I believe is $3,500 a game. So first question is, um, how many games you want a year? Like, what's your what's your ideal at uh, 3500 a game, knowing that it's going to be a lot of travel? I don't know, 50000 uh, 60000 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I want to go to all of them. The NBA is so good. Man. I want to see all those dudes. So, 80. You take like, you take like 100 if you could. You take as yeah, many yeah. as you could. Yeah, playoffs, sure. I'm, I'm going all in. Okay. All right. That's all being so, great shape, I assume. I would hope so by the end yeah. of all this running around the court. Uh, so, now they're like, okay, we're drafting who gets which games. And you're, you're both going to be part of the draft. Um we're going to start with five cities where you're guaranteed that you're going to get 10% of your games and you can't, once somebody picks one, nobody, you know, you can't pick the same one. So Danielle, I'll give you the first pick uh, and you're going to get five picks each for places you want to make sure are on the list that you're going to. Uh, I'm going to pick LA. Wise pick. So you, yeah. no travel, uh, two travel. good teams. Close to the baby. Oh, that, one's a, good weather. that one's a no-brainer. What What's the second pick, Andy? Um, you know, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to go to. I think I'm gonna go up to. I'm gonna go to. Oh gosh, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to Brooklyn. I want to see it. Bro- I wanna, Brooklyn. Yep. Okay. I want to see this year. I want to. Wow, as oh. I'm gonna That's assume, good. I'm gonna hang out in that at the East Coast. I'm gonna, you know, there's a lot of games up there. I like. I'm gonna kind of set my path here. Okay. All right. Uh, second pick for Daniel. Chicago Rush. <laughs> yeah. I thought Andy would take Chicago. A little upsetting that he didn't, but he's, you know, he's going to Brooklyn. Uh, Danielle, 
be close to family, get pretty mediocre basketball, but uh, good for a lot of other reasons. It is the winter mostly in Chicago, which is too bad. I feel like I'm getting a steal here in a second. Uh, I'm going to, I can now, I'm going to go up to Milwaukee. I'm going to go Brooklyn (laughs) to Milwaukee. I can drop in and see the fam quickly. It's like an hour and a half, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like an hour by train, maybe hour 15 down to Chicago. I'm going with guys I want to see, basically. (laughs) That's all I'm going with. All right. Danielle, your third pick. Third's actually kind of tough. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go Atlanta. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Your choice. I'm going to go Atlanta. All right. Well, how come? I love the city. I, we filmed something there a couple years ago. I, I just absolutely fell in love with the city. Good food. You know, when it rains, it fucking owns it. You know, it like rains. Oh, hard. yeah. I appreciate that about Atlanta. Rains hard. Rains hard and briefly. Uh, yeah. You yeah can and then go, it kicks you, it out. It gets it out of its system. You can say hi to my mom and dad while you're there. My brother's there. Uh, Andy, third pick. You know, I think I'm going to go to Philly. I want to keep this little triangle I got going. I want to see him beat. Uh, I like this broken Philly. <laughs> this little block. triangle. Any three points is a triangle, dude. You just went yeah. Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. I like this yeah. triangle I got going. I'm going the ref triangle. That's where I'm at in the ref triangle. You're going to text me and be like, where are you? I'm going to be like, I'm, all, I'm at the top of the ref triangle. Oh, classic yeah. triangle, man. Classic triangle. I'm going from Philly back to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, Danielle's got the triangle offense in uh, yeah, yeah. Chicago. Uh, Danielle, fourth pick. I'm going to grab Golden State. Yeah, mm. nice pick. Nice pick. Easy, easy travel, just a short you guys flight. Talk about travel made me think, why am I not going closer to LA? Yeah, that's a good one. You, yeah, you could, you could just really own the West Side there. Here we go, Andy. Complete that rhombus, classic rhombus. Oh, classic rhombus. I got to go, San Antonio. Going to do a classic rhombus. I'm going down to Dallas. <laughs> Close. <laughs> just because he loves Nowitzki. And he's not even, just so he can look at the Nowitzki statue. <laughs> I'm going to go Brooklyn to Philly. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm getting there. All right. Uh, Danielle, your last pick. Phoenix pick there. Phoenix, very easy flight. Good, good, yeah. fun young team. Uh, Andy, what's your fifth pick? Yeah, but also Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I gotta tell you, I, I, I never have enjoyed this city. I don't know why it came into my head. I've never liked it, I, but I'm gonna say it because it's what I thought. I'm gonna be down in Florida. I'm gonna be down in Miami. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm be living it up. Uh-huh. So I'm going Brooklyn. From Philly to Milwaukee yeah, to Dallas to Miami. Yeah, do four LA. Man. <laughs> I assume I'm going to get there a day before, you're, right? You're in Brooklyn and you had no impulse to go to Boston? You had no one yeah, you had no one to see Tatum, Tatum and Brown? Or? Right. Yeah, it's right there. So I'm going to have that Brooklyn, Boston, you, Philly. You have, no, you have no two cities there all <laughs> no. that close in case you want to do a back to back double header. Like yeah. the only thing you maybe have is Brooklyn to Philly, but then you're just you're just jumping around. Don't forget about that triangle, though. Oh, the triangle. The triangle. All right. Next question. You also get three cities that you get to guarantee you won't do a game at the whole year. This time, Andy, you get first pick. You're going to take draft three cities you definitely don't have to do a game at. 
I'm gonna uh, first one up for me is gonna be Cleveland. Don't want to go there. Don't want to. All right. Can I pick one that he's on? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, did you pick Miami? Or? I did. I'm gonna say Orlando. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. No Orlando. No. Uh, uh, Andy's never going to uh, Cleveland. Cleveland, sorry, and Danielle never. Orlando, second pick, Andy. I, I don't. I, I've been to this state, and I, I never. I've enjoyed it. It's fine. I, I don't want to go to a jazz game. I'm good on Utah. <laughs> All right. Run a pass. That's pretty solid. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Phoenix, but also Arizona. I'm not into it. Wow. Uh, Andy. For my last pick, I just want to be the ref that in in. Uh, New York is known as the Brooklyn ref. <laughs> he doesn't go to MSG. <laughs> I'm not going to go to MSG. You'll never see me step foot in an arena. And I will, I will be open about it like a wrestling bad guy. <laughs> so no right. games. And Danielle, what, what's your last one you're out on for sure? Yeah, let's see. I'm going to take Houston. Okay, good. Yeah. Very hot down there. You know where I, I you know where I would not go rush. Number one on my list. Screw the Pacers. You're not gonna catch me dead in Indianapolis. Really? Oh no. No. That's such an easy trip though for you. There's nothing there. Nothing there, man. I, I, there's nothing there. <laughs> I kinda like Indy. I oh. also kinda like Houston. I've gotten I really I used to dislike Houston. Now I've come to really uh, like going down there. It's oh. an easy flight. Houston. Tuesday, Houston's like someone Tuesday barfed flight. barfed while they were running. That place is just like stinky and spread out like like so right. fucking far, man. It is. That one feels like you're swimming when you're walking. Yeah, it's, just too- it, it's very hot in the summer. They have underground tunnels because it's too hot. But uh, they have a flight on Tuesdays. They used to at least uh, where you can if you came if you come back from Houston at like I think it was two or three in the afternoon on Tuesday. You get on one of those like jumbo jets that's getting ready to fly across the Atlantic. And so you get your own like full uh, reclining seat and everything. And that was always a real highlight of you, Houston. For you me. know what my number one draft pick is? I'm gobbling him up like like the big build bird that I want to see down there. Give me all them New Orleans games. Give me all them Pelicans games. I'm gonna be down in the Big Easy all the time. Can I drop Miami and get and take Boston? I, I want to get. I want to <laughs> send a note. I, I do want the the Celtics. That's too late. But uh, the next question is oh, for you guys, which is, um, you were approached, and they say, you know, very sadly, uh, quick change the uh, the oh. the halftime show. Uh, the man in quick change passed away. Um, quick change for those who don't know, it's a shame if you don't, but they are a halftime act that do magic very fast changing. So they, uh, they, they, yeah, they change their clothes. So they'll be like in a, in a blue suit. Not their, like, uh, not their oil or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't become, they don't, they're not like bears. But by the way, if they became bears, I mean, that would be an incredible act. If they became a bear, if they became bears, they'd become the red panda. Yeah. He's the greatest. Yes. Best halftime show is the Red Panda. But, uh, so would you rather uh, give up your refereeing uh, position, your husband and wife referee team, and just do those halftime shows uh, as, as a quick change act, replacing the old quick change? What, what do you choose? Do we have to be in the same city? 
No, assume, assume you, you can kind of draft your own cities. Danielle. No, so it's not a, like a team thing. We're just doing it on our own. You're, you're a team. You're a team. But assume as each of you assume that you will get to choose the cities for this. I, don't, I just want to make sure it works this way. So if I'm like doing quick change in Orlando and he's on my team in like Chicago, then is that like on the Jumbotron that they see the other half of the act? Like how does it work? Well, you're never going to be doing it in Orlando because you <laughs> specifically said that you don't have to go there. Right? But, okay, that was a trick question. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the answer is where, like, you'll go to the cities you choose, but instead of you and Andy being a, uh, we're back to where you're you're a team at the same time, so you're doing the same games. Instead of that, you are you have the option to be the quick change uh, halftime show. Which do you prefer and why? Same money? Same money. 3500 a game. Oh, then quick change. <laughs> <laughs> you know what scrutiny you're getting when you're doing a halftime show. So you're expecting it. So any anything you get above that, that people are like, that was kind of nice. That was not that bad. You're like, oh, that's expected. Normally people are like, the halftime show, I'm going to go pee and get a Coke. But like when you're a rep, you're just getting nothing but like, they're just looking at all your bad calls, right? And you're doing way yeah. more work. And the costume, you only have one costume. This, you get a, a plethora of costumes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely in on quick change for sure. <laughs> I love quick change. Me you know, too. Brad, Brad Morris, we all know Brad. Brad and I split uh, Clippers tickets with our families do. And so, uh, you know, we try to, Brad and I go to a lot of games together with other people. So we go to about 10 to 15 Clipper games a year. One game, I Danielle went and Quick Change was the halftime show. Oh, and we were getting great, up to go. Great treat. What luck. What luck! Because you don't you it's it's a lot of bad halftime shows. But yeah, we were getting it to go, and they're like, "Get ready!" The Clippers are saying, "Get ready for a quick change." I think I turned to Danielle and said, "Sit down. We're not going anywhere." We're gonna watch quick change. I was pregnant and really had to be. I was like, "No, we're going to watch quick change. We're going to watch quick change." We watched quick change. I lost my mind. Danielle wasn't the biggest fan of Quick Change. <laughs> she, she's got it right now. She's pretending like she loved Quick Change. She did not love Quick Change. I, I love them. I was like, this is probably one of the top three halftime acts working today. I'm not. Agreed. I'm not nearly as enamored by Quick Change Magic as uh, as as Rush is. Rush Rush is much more a fan of. Of quick, I I find it to be kind of uh, redundant and a little anticlimactic. This is you're on Danielle's page. She's like Danielle the whole time. Yeah. Like she's just wearing eight pieces of clothing, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yes, fine. But look how fast it goes. <laughs> I mean, TJ is blown away by the same five mentalism tricks. Every oh, time love it. A mentalist. Oh, but like, but have a have a guy do the same quick change thing, and it's like no, oh. it's derivative. Yeah, I mean, Russ, you remember when the quick change guy passed away, I think because of COVID, you yeah. were the first person I texted when I found the article. I texted yeah, I was very you, and sad. oh no. That is the last and the least quick change you can make. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right, I have to ask this one uh, based on Andy wanting to be the Wizard of Odds, but uh, uh uh, you guys are you're still this husband and wife uh, ref team, and a, a shady uh, like Russian gambling syndicate comes to you and says, "We want you. We're going to pay you big to uh, to throw one game. How much they got to pay you to uh, uh, to take the risk and to uh, to go point shave a big game?" Donaghy, Donaghy, Donaghy. 
I'm gonna, you know, you know, probably not that much in the bigger picture of things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like in my my first ever pots of hand. I was like, I don't know, a couple mil, a mil, <laughs> you know, probably something they have is pocket change. <laughs> but I'd be like, this is great. So, you know, I just gotta call an extra foul on a few guys. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying I want to do it or would do it, but I, that would be my number. I think <laughs> about a million. Right. God, I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that there's yeah. a number because I would just be so worried about being killed after the game. Like if people sure. like mm-hmm. finding out and, and killing me, so I don't know. Um, but if they could yeah. assure that I would like save them and maybe like a dollar over what I was making, anything <laughs> Meanwhile, Andy's going to be traveling the, the famous Philadelphia to Milwaukee train <laughs> like, buying drinks for everybody with his new Russian friends. So, yeah, well, he's well, going to get caught. Well, Danielle just made $3,510 for throwing a game for the mob. <laughs> the Russians are getting a good deal. Right, yeah. Our ref squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my last one on this is, so So Joe Forte uh, became uh, somewhat famous as a referee for inventing a whistle. Uh, and it was called the Fox 40, 40 whistle, which became like, the, the industry standard whistle, I think it was one of the first ones without the ball in it, and it was really loud without the ball. It was used for the refs, and uh, and so the name Fox 40 was a pun off Fox Forte, his last name. So what would be your invention uh, that you would have, uh, it could be anything at all, that would be utilized for you and be kind of your signature, your calling card as, a, as an NBA referee that would s- separate you and make you a little different? <laughs> All right, I'm going to put Swiffers on the bottom of the shoes, right? So you go into a ball, and then you just slide. And I was like, whatever, well, gracefully went into that foul ball. Like, then, like, you can avoid people like quicker when they're coming your way. You just slide out of the way. Instead of these refs that are standing there getting, like, elbows to the face, it's one guy. You got to Swiffer out of there. And also clean the court a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clean the court. Yeah. Yeah, all the sweat and everything. And you could ask for a little bit more of that, maybe $50 extra. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, of course, I, I want to fancy up uniform, but I'm not going to do it. What I am going to do, though, is in like put in like a DP something, something <laughs> on a collar. What I'm going to do is I want to be the ref that has, you know, they're wearing those black pants, you know, like they have like the they're like waiter pants with like the little slits in the back almost. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a handkerchief tied to like a line because I'm I feel like I'm going to be sweating a lot and. I want to be able to pop. I want to be able to pop a few and like hit my head a few times. Yeah, you know, like I feel like I'm going to be overly, maybe more than the players, right? I'm going to, I'm not in the best shape. Maybe I would be as a rep, but you know, I just feel like I'm. I want to be able to like a like a a bungee almost connecting to the the handkerchief, like that retractable lanyard thing, yeah. like for like exactly. like Watchman keys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then whenever I you know I do my head. Then I let it go and it snaps back into my pocket. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. It, uh, I don't know what you call it, the a- Andy Hanky or something, but uh, you know, it's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a hit. A lot of the other. Well, and you can also put color. You can make it a color. You can you can spice it. I up. think I think it give you a nice like spank on the butt. Maybe it's the Hank and spank. Yeah, <laughs> Hank and spank. There you go. I think we got a winner. All right. Well, uh, that was that was what Forte made me think of. All right. Well, this this was my most most fun attempt at sick. So, um, oh, here's the situation. You guys are all doing your internship with Doctor House, and uh, you're in the diagnostic, you know, uh, that room where you get you try to figure out what people got. 
And so he's trying to come down to which of you is he's going to keep on full time. So I'm going to I'm going to keep scores for these. But I have six patients, patient A through F. And all I'm going to do is give you some symptoms. And then you have to tell me what actual sickness or condition this patient has. All right. All right. So he goes over to the big board. And the first one is patient A. Here are your symptoms. Fever, severe headache, muscle and joint pains, weakness and fatigue, diarrhea and vomiting, unexplained hemorrhaging, bleeding and bruising, recent exposure to infected fruit bats and or non-human primates. What are we looking at? I'll give everybody a chance to come up with their answer. And uh, Dr. House says, Rush, what's he got? Uh, I'm afraid afraid you have AIDS. All right. Danielle, what's he got? I am. uh, I'm afraid it's another case of a a zookeeper who got way too drunk, uh, fell into that cave, and hemorrhaged out a little bit. Mm. Classic. Okay. Andy, what's patient A got? I'm going to go with, like, uh, I would be like, has the person been traveling? And then I'm going to say, like, some South American food poisoning of some sort. Okay. Uh, he says, the, the real tip-off here should have been the infected fruit bats or non-human primates, which are usually monkeys. This bugger's got Ebola. Uh, oh, Ebola. Yep, case of Ebola. Unexplained hemorrhaging and uh, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so... He says, patient B, he's at everyone's zero, zero, zero. Patient B, here's what they got. Delayed growth, delayed motor skills, pain in the spine, pelvis and legs, bowed legs and knock knees, thickened wrists and ankles, and there is no vitamin D turning up in the blood work. So what does patient B have? Since it's not, not a lot, I don't see a lot of people with this anymore. This is kind of an oldie. This is kind of a, an oldie, but a baddie. Um... And, uh, and I'm gonna go jaundice. All right, thank you, Andy. Danielle, put me down. Uh, I'm gonna go, uh, uh polio. Or, okay, uh, uh, toddler who hasn't grown yet. All right, Rush, my guess was also polio. Am I allowed to do that? That's where I was, too. Yep, fine guess. But the vitamin D deficiency, even though it leads uh, also to, to leg problems and stuff like that, y'all got a case of the rickets there with patient oh, the B. Rickets. Vitamin D oh, deficiency. Great. Makes it rickets. If you would, if you would have said, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, if you would have said, also makes fun of Sinatra. Yeah, then, <laughs> then I would have known. Yeah, we had the rickets. Oh yeah, Don Don Ricketts. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I thought you got. You're, you, yeah. You've morphed into looking like Don Ricketts. I, I I don't know much about medicine. That's going to be proven <laughs> over the court. I'm going over six. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's see, because I'm going to give you patient C here. I think if you don't get patient C, I think you have a great chance at patient D. I think people are going to start putting up numbers at patient D. But here's patient C. Uh, Fever, headache, muscle ache, loss of appetite, pain while chewing and swallowing, a pain in the salivary glands on both sides of the face. What does patient C have? And we'll say patient C probably didn't get a booster in a while, particular booster in a while. Yeah, I think I know this one. All right. What do you uh, then? Even, with, even without that hint at the end. Then why don't we start with Danielle this time? What do you think, Danielle? Which <laughs> one? Uh, I don't know. I'm still thinking. All right. I'm gonna go back to the well, and I, again, I, I'm gonna go jaundice. All right, jaundice. <laughs> okay. 
gonna get it. We're gonna get a jaundice, uh, Doctor Hunt. There's there's just no mention of yellow, and yellow is usually yeah. a pretty good indication of jaundice. Is that uh, is, is you're really right. yellow? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna change. Can I also write lupus? Okay, great. Lupus, yeah, great. Lupus. Excellent. Lupus. Excellent. Danielle, what do you think? God, I have no. I don't know. I'm gonna say hungover again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a, just some hangover. Okay, great. Could be. I think this person has tetanus. Oh, tetanus rush. You you would have lockjaw more than likely, but oh. the the pain in the salivary glands and the swelling on those that's uh, patient C's got the mumps. 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 Yeah. All right. Now, patient D. That would not have been my second guess either. So I was never getting there. Yeah. He didn't get his measles, mumps and rubella booster there. Um, Now, patient D, not many, not not many symptoms here. And some of them are really plain. So uh, I'll just give it to you quick. Itchy scalp, scratching, crawling sensation, seeing bugs, and we're finding eggs. They got, I mean, they got lice. Okay. Everyone says lice? Yeah. That is indeed what patient D has. Everyone's on the board. Everyone's on the board with lice. He was right. just about to get rid of us. <laughs> yeah. You've all you've all earned your earned at least another. Is the same as like a second grade teacher. All right, patient E, our fifth patient. Uh intense joint pain, a lingering discomfort, inflammation and redness. He has a diet rich in meat and fructose, drinks lots of beer. His kidneys are not removing enough uric acid. What does patient E have? I'm going to guess gout. Great. Mm-hmm. Great guess. At first, I thought he tore something. And that was, I was really empty. He's got like a disease. This can't be bad. I got to go back. That's why Dr. House has, has us around. We go outside the box. Yeah. And, and outside all medical like the, training. Oh, yeah. All medical books. We're like the blue sky room. <laughs> Danielle, you got a good guess. I mean, that's gout's a great guess. And I'm gonna go some kind of diabetes. Okay. Lupus again. All right, diabetes, lupus. Patient E does indeed have gout. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Rich diet. Rich diet. A lot of alcohol and the the uric acid gets into the joints there. All right. So patient F, this is Danielle and Andy's last chance to to become a full time full time uh, doctor in this uh, in Doctor House's ward. Patient F. Pain, burning, numbness or tingling, sensitivity to the touch, a red rash that begins a few days after the pain, blisters that break open, itching. The patient had chicken pox as a child. What are we looking at here? Danielle, your mom's a nurse. I think I got this one. All right, then you go last. We'll go with uh, we'll go with Andy. Oh, uh, my mom was a teacher. So I've just wanted to, uh, <laughs> gosh, I, mom, uh, if your mom was a roofer, maybe this, that would help with this. Oh, oh, I, I, I already had it before that. But okay. I did not have it, but I do have it now though. <laughs> it's shingles. Uh, I'll go shingles. All right. And Danielle, you had, you had it. Yeah. All right. That, that still, that still makes Rush the winner. That is indeed shingles. It was Ebola, rickets, mumps, lice, gout, shingles, a real, a real snack pack of diseases we had walk in the front door today, guys. Well, oh, it's humbling it. to know how many diseases I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, and I just tried to pick fun ones. There's some really yeah, awful yeah. ones out there, too, oh, you yeah. know. 
And Andy kept guessing lupus, which is basically impossible to identify. <laughs> it's, it is it is almost like Lyme's disease, where it's just so the things it can cause are just so general that yeah, you would you would almost. No, when I, I when I lived in Chicago, I worked at UIC. The, my boss had lupus, and literally she would just shut it down for you know when I was very young in Chicago, and she would shut it down for like two hours. So I, I just my. For the last 20 years, I'm like, so you got lupus? I just assume everybody <laughs> Hey, yeah, if you, if you get up at 5, Andy, you get lupus right around 10. <clears throat> you just got to gotta like shut it down for... I got that lupus. I got to take it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, TJ, this is going to be my one on sick as well. Okay, buddy. Uh, so, uh, here's the situation. Uh, the three of you go in uh, for your COVID vaccine. You're happy to hear that you've been moved uh, onto the list. They're ready. They've got it for you. You go and you get your COVID vaccine. And as you're walking out, uh, you see an open room uh, or a, a room in the hallway with, with the doors a little bit open. And you see inside there, there's just all sorts of like interesting looking vials and beakers and everything else. And, uh, and, and you see like a, a nurse walking out of there and, uh, uh, he sees you and sees that you saw into that room and goes, Oh shit. And you say, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. What, what was that room that I just saw? And he's like, ah, you really, I'm not supposed to tell anybody. And you're like, no, no, no. I saw it. what's in there. And he says, well, <clears throat> we've been working really hard. We actually have a vaccine in there for every disease. So any disease you can think of, uh, there's a vaccine in there. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to tell everybody. He's like, no, 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 please, please don't tell everybody. I tell you what, I will give you any five vaccines today as well that you want. Um, so you can have any five in addition to COVID. And it guarantees that you or it, it doesn't guarantee. It's just like a vaccine. So it's, you know, 99, 95 to 99 percent effective or whatever, which uh, which. I'm going to start with, you get to pick four for yourself. Which four uh, are you going to use? And then the fifth one, I'm going to have Andy, you give one to Danielle. Danielle, you give one to Andy. And TJ, you pick one that you would give to Beth. Okay. okay. So let me know when you're locked in. You got your five. You don't You don't have to have them all five at first, I suppose, if you want to uh, start one at a time. But uh, and you can, you're allowed to draft the same one. They've got, uh, oh, you know what, actually... Uh, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it a little different now that I think about it. there. There's only one of each vaccine. So, uh, and you can, and you can pick your one for the other person first or last. That's up to you, but you're going to get four for yourself, one for your spouse. And, uh, I'm randomly going to uh, determine an order here. And the random pick is TJ. You have first pick. All right. I'm going to take breast cancer and give it to Beth. All right. Uh, I'm going to do you one better and cancer is off the board. Best never getting cancer. Oh, really? Oh, wait a minute. No, then I want it for myself. <laughs> I lived, I lived a much more, I lived a much more cancer prone life. She's, she's lived yeah, a clean yeah. life. I was hoping to get that one myself. <laughs> okay. yeah. I, we, I didn't want to have like 11 of the 15. Vaccines. Oh, all mine. All of them. They, I had written down. It was all types of cancer, prostate, throat, lung. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so cancer, Beth never getting cancer. Congrats to Beth. All right. Uh, Danielle, you have second pick. I wanted to give you cancer. But I'm going to go heart disease. 
Mm. Big one. Big one. Yeah, Andy needs that one. Andy needs it. So Andy can't get heart disease. My big that, that vaccine's going to really be fighting, but it's going to do its best. It's got right, an uphill Andy battle. Can't. It's got an uphill battle. It's got 40 plus years. It's, it's, it's got an uphill battle. Look, I'm just going to protect myself because there is no vaccine. Um, I just want to make sure I don't, uh, I'm going to the HIV vaccine, AIDS vaccine. I just want to make sure. If I ever got it for whatever reason, I'm good to go. You're such a knucklehead. <laughs> You're a little worried about that one, but okay. All right, so so far, so far, Andy is protected from heart disease and AIDS. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'll get it. I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, you can't now. All right, uh, TJ, you're now you're picking for yourself. What do you want uh, to be protected from? Give me diabetes. Give me diabetes. All right, TJ's never getting. Probably never getting diabetes. He's vaccinated from diabetes. Danielle, second pick. MS. All right. Mm. No multiple sclerosis for Danielle. Uh, Andy, what are you taking? For myself or I give it to Danielle or whatever? Yeah, you still have to give one to Danielle. All right. I guess I'll give one to Danielle. <laughs> okay. uh, I, you know, uh, I guess I want to. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to give her uh, Alzheimer's. Make sure she doesn't Damn it. Vaccine. Damn it. Oh, I was wanting to grab that. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Nice. I wanted that one. Yeah. Very nice of you. Andy did not want to deal with yeah, that for Danielle. So that's nice. You're vaccinated there. Uh, TJ. Kidney okay. disease. Okay. Can't get, can't get kidney disease. Can't have kidney failure via disease. Uh, good one. Yeah. All, all three treatments. Maybe they've come up with a new treatment for replacing when you don't have a kidney, but boy, oh boy, the, the three I learned about in high school were terrifying. Mm, cool. Uh, Danielle. Man, I feel like all the, the big ones are. Um, I mean, you could also think about frequency too, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what what's more important to you, protecting against something that is really bad that's un very unlikely or protecting against something that you know comes up all the time uh but that uh you know i'm i'm gonna would, would like tumors would fall into cancer right yeah what about just like a aneurysm all right whatever we'll give you aneurysm vaccine i don't see why not mm -hmm. uh so whatever the kind of brain pressure any diseases that would lead to uh high levels of pain i just brain my brain pressure. is fully protected now <laughs> now can i give is it now we had a heart thing what about strokes yeah damn it i want i want like a stroke vaccine i mean i imagine that's coming down my old pathway so i want to make sure i got a vaccine all right you are beating me you are good. beating me to the punch on these right there I really wanted Alzheimer's and stroke. Uh, Rush, uh, I'm just, I'm gonna take a permanent vaccine from the flu. Yeah, I'd see that one's good. You just get no flu. I I think uh, one hadn't been mentioned yet that, uh, that that would be minor, but I would love to get. Uh, Danielle, what do you got? This one's minor, but I think it would be probably one of the most expensive vaccines if there was one. Is an anti aging. Uh, on the surface vaccine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, you protecting the skin and, um, yeah. 
like outer anti-aging kind of back pain. Mm. All right. Okay. There's a lot of money in that. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Has anyone said, um, gosh. Ooh. You know what I don't like? What I don't know if this counts, but <laughs> can I get like a cold vaccine? Yeah. yeah because absolutely. I got to tell you, when I went traveling or the winter, we're going sure. through like every time I come home for Christmas, I feel like I'm sick for a month. And I'd love to avoid that. I'd yeah. love to get rid yeah. of that. Get rid of the common cold. I mean, we're being pretty liberal on these. We yeah. got like aneurysms. And, yeah, we, we're being, yeah, sure. So, uh, get, TJ. Well, let me defend the aneurysm for a second. I get migraines all the time. Same here. Anytime I Google, the first thing that comes up is uh, a lot of times it'll just be an aneurysm that just comes out of nowhere and it'll just kill you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like the worst thing that always comes up first and it terrifies Oof. me. I, always, I picture that too. I get migraines all the time and always picture just like pop something yeah. right there. Pop. Yep. All right, Rush. I'm down to two kind of minor ones. I was between these two. I am not going to say food poisoning. Okay. I am going to say I would like to be um, inoculated against my allergies. Can I do that? That would, be, that would be mine, is I would get rid of just like a pollen allergy if I could somehow be totally inoculated from that. That's a brilliant one. And I got that food allergies, too. If I can get a, wa- a, a coverall, a panallergenic... Yeah. Then that would be great. Yeah, you got that. You got it. So you didn't get your Alzheimer's and stroke, but you, you really came in oh. with one you're going to be thrilled with at the end, the allergies. <laughs> EJ, I'll trade you an aneurysm for an allergy. <laughs> 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 All right, last pick for Danielle and then Andy. Oof. What else can you do? For everything. I mean, I feel like I might have wasted with my first pick, but I, 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 you know, I had AIDS first, but I wanted, I just like having the vaccine. Also, yeah. I could say I have it. Can You're I, not can getting I AIDS. Kind of, can no. I go kind of sci-fi? Sure. A little bit? Mm-hmm. Can I get a vaccine against drowning? Mm. <laughs> All right. Like a it's called land. Vaccine. It's called land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the water. They give you, it's weird. They hypnotize you to where you'll never put yourself in that position. Again, so. Wow, swim vaccine. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, I will say for my last one. Uh, I'd be like a superhero. Yeah, I'd be great. Yeah, just don't yeah. go underwater all the You're like a fish. Yeah. You're basically going to be a like fish. A yeah. Um, oh, gosh. No, it just, it just it doesn't permit you to put yourself in that position. You can't breathe underwater suddenly, but uh, you can't, they hypnotize you. Can't you can't drown, so you could stay there for mm-hmm. a well, you can still get the flu even though you've been vaccinated. So, like, if you if you dive in, to, you put a rock around your ankle and go down to the bottom of the ocean, you're drowning. But uh, they, they they nonetheless, they, it's 99 percent effective that you won't die from yes. drowning. I mean, that'd be a terrible way to drown with that one swim vaccine. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be that would be rough. <laughs> What a day! A bunch of, uh, extra on the side. Danielle is going to like Olympic swimming pools left and right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look gorgeous. 
That's the other thing. You're you're at the beach. You're not putting on any suntan uh, lotion, and you're out like no just floating, floating for days on top of on top of the water. There, never aging. Yeah. What? Oh, god. Yeah, well, I'm selling that vaccine. That's my first thing. I mean, that's going right on the black market. I'm going to triple my referee money. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. I'll try. I'll try and keep this one brief because I know we got a longer one to finish. So this is the one on precedent. It's a pretty simple one. Here's the situation. I'm going to give you guys some fill in the blanks that explore the idea of precedent that maybe something that happened before helps to determine something that happens afterwards or vice versa. So this first one is for Andy and Danielle. I felt ready to get married because what had happened in my life? Um, you know, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I would just say, cause I guess because I met you, right? Because I met her. Yeah, that was my response too. Great, great. That would be a precedent. That would be a precedent to, or, a, or at least a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Rush, this one's for you. Because I spent years on stage improvising, I feel blank is easier for me than most others. Um, I think it's a simple answer, but it's one that does come up a fair amount, and that is... I think I'm uh, better situated to handle uh, open court questions and, and public speaking than I otherwise would be without my improv background. Great. Great. Uh, this one's for Andy and Rush. Because I have had great and terrible nights in Vegas casinos, I what? I will continue to go back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. Right? Right. Shoot or shoot. I'll continue to go back. Yeah. It's funny because you would think my answer, like a, a reasonable human being's answer would be like, I am better at dealing with swings. I'm like easier going about it, but I'm not. No. I'm still just always whining when I lose and thrilled when I win. Yeah. So uh, I would say uh, because I've had great and terrible uh, nights in Vegas, I'm uh, better at telling stories. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, this one's for Danielle. Uh, I am a better writer because what was taught to me or because I practiced what? Um, I am a better writer because uh, I think because of my improv background, but also because uh, I really learned how to outline well. And I think when I first started out, when I first started writing, I didn't see the need for an outline. And the planning part of writing makes it way, way easier. Very cool. Very, very cool. And here's that's the last. Actual, that's actual good advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actual real advice. <laughs> I was just saying, you, stu you stopped us in our tracks because wow. we never had anything useful. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> we didn't know what now to do. And this one's for, for all of you. I enjoy reading a particular type or genre of book most because what is true about me? Because I feel like I'm really interested in how people 
came to where they are because I, I don't think everybody's story is the same. And I, I'm just always fascinated by how people ended up where they are. Does that ever hinge on what struggles they faced or just not, not necessarily just however they, whatever they picked up along the way to make them who they are? Yeah, it's not necessarily the struggles they face, but I like to see how they, how just people react to situations and like how, how they ended up getting where they, where they are. I don't necessarily think that you need to go through a ton of struggles to get somewhere, but ultimately people do because that's just life. Um, but I mean, like, I just, I, I love, I love biographies. I like seeing how people set up businesses. I like seeing um, how people become famous athletes and all of it. Great. I eat up. Great. I, I think this is the answer too for also television is I find I'm reading a lot of like science fiction books. Mm-hmm. And I, I find I watch more science fiction television than anything else. And I, I think it's because I, I just think I might be a, like a sci-fi nerd geek. I just like it. And, and I, I, I try to go away from it, and, but I always kind of come back to it. So I, 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 I'm there. I, I do a lot. I read a lot, read or watch a lot of sci-fi and, and fantasy as well, or supernatural, because yeah. I... I think what's true about me for that is that I like the idea that there is more possible than what is possible in this world <laughs> currently that there's that there are other doors open to what might be what what could happen than just the stuff that we're bound to by reality I guess or by yeah, our current those reality. books and, and, and television shows in general but mostly books like take some real big swings and yeah. you're like oh and they make me like oh okay I just like the swings that they take I hear you yeah. I'm going to have to think about, because I, I have an interesting, like, most people are not like this. I, I enjoy fantasy. I don't like sci-fi very much, and mm-hmm. I don't know why, because most people that like one like the other. So I, I got to think about why that is. Um, I would also I was going to talk about biography, and I like what Danielle said, so I'll do one that's slightly different, and I'll say I, I read and enjoy um, historical fiction, because I think it uh, reflects the fact that I enjoy both um, learning about, you know, a particular time period and getting some history with also a great story, but I, I'm not like, I don't have my, my leg all the way in the water on either one. So I kind of like having the mix. Like I don't, you know, if, if you give me like history class history, that's probably going to be a little too much for me. Whereas you give me like devil in the white city and I'm like, Oh, this is great. I've learned just enough to be able to talk about uh, the world's fair, but I, I got a good story. On top you of feel it. like you had your veggies and your dessert. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was, those were the press. All those right. were the ones those on precedent. Really good. Those yeah. were really good. Those were- that was good stuff. So we're going to finish off. Uh, so here's the, here's the situation. We're going to play a game that I know Andy and Danielle like, and I actually test some of my other, uh, champion of champions with Andy and Danielle. Uh, so we're going to play champion of champions for those that uh, are, are viewing at home who haven't uh, ever heard of champion of champions. I mean, what, what's up with that? I doubt there is anybody, but um, champion, the way it works is we're going to pick 10 champions. They're going to enter into a series of events, but the thing about champion of champions is you need not win an event. You need only not finish last in that event. And as long as you don't finish last, you will advance to the next event and the next event and the next event and so on until the original 10 champions are whittled down to a final two. Those final two will compete head to head in three events. And whoever wins two or three of those final events will be that champion. And we'll move on to our eventual champion of champions of champions. We've done champion of champions with sports. 
with actresses, with uh, Jim Henson creations. But because of uh, precedent forte sick, I thought, why not do presidents this time? Uh, however, I thought, uh, I don't know which one Andy and Danielle would prefer. I think I, I think I do, but I don't know. I'm going to give you the choice. We can either use 10 actual historical dead presidents, or we can pick from a list of uh, the most beloved fictional presidents in uh, film and television history. And if we don't quite get to 10, we're going to jam Lincoln and Washington right into that. (laughs) I think we both agreed we're going to go fake. Okay. Okay. We're kind of interested in these fictional presidents. Great. I, I kind of thought you would. I'm ready to go. So I'm going to tick through 10 of them. And if, also, if it's like the segment means music, like it's my, my favorite game. It's like when it gets a chair, it's like, yes, like we need like music build up. Let's see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, can we, can we legally use any music rush? Right. No, it's, it's the DMCA says no on almost everything, <laughs> but we can play the champion of champions. Happy birthday yeah. to you. That's great. Okay. Uh, so I'll go through the 10 that I've got here and then you can, if you don't know any one of those, you want to throw one out. I've got a couple of uh, backups. And then, like I said, okay. we're going to jam Lincoln and Washington right in there if, if needed be, need be. Uh, so number one is, uh, Selena Meyer from the show, uh, VP, okay. Veep, excuse me, not the yep. show VP, but the show Veep. Uh, number two is going to be, uh, David Palmer from uh, yeah. the show 24. Uh, yeah. David Palmer, President David Palmer. Uh, number three, it's going to be Andrew Shepard, Michael Douglas in The American President. Uh, number four is Dave Kovic, I think, and that is Kevin Klein in the uh, in the movie Dave, where he has to uh, he looks like the president, so he has to stand in for him. Yeah. Uh, number five is um, uh, oh, oh, Thomas. Whitmore, is that right? It doesn't matter. It's it, Bill Pullman and Independence Day. So Bill Pullman and Independence Day, very famous uh, uh, president. Uh, number six, I know TJ is going to love, and TJ will weigh in from time to time, and he's going to be pushing for this guy to win it. Jed Bartlett. Jed Bartlett. Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, another another one that you can't put this list together without including, that's James Marshall, which is Harrison Ford. In Air Force One, Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Off my plane. Uh, then we got uh, 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 Peter Sellers in Doctor Strangelove as uh, like Merkin Muffler or whatever his name is. Uh, TJ, do you know that that name offhand? Because I my don't. Is terrible. I don't. I, I was I was spending some time here trying to get the presidents of the United States of America tuned up in case we wanted to try and get away with playing a little bit of of lump. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to listen to this. We can violate whatever rules we want to. Um, So, yeah, he plays... uh, Anyway, Peter Douglas plays that president. You know, uh, nerdy, kind of soft-spoken. Hey, no fighting. We're in the war room, uh, president there. That's number eight. Uh, Number nine, I don't know his name, but it's Morgan Freeman in uh, Deep Impact. Um, Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact. And... um, Number 10 I had was uh, Billy Bob Thornton in uh, Love Actually. Billy Bob Thornton in oh, Love Actually. That's a great one. Any of those 10 that you want to throw out, no problem. We got some other options. Hmm. Danielle, any, any ones you don't love? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen Dave. 
names is Dave. And I know you haven't seen. I, I'm fine, but I know I have never watched The West Wing. I should put that out there. But I understand who Jed Bartlett is, and he should be on this list. And he's also <laughs> never seen them, actually. I have but I can explain. Fine. Billy Bob's Thornton very quickly is like kind of like a, a womanizer, like strong army. Like, I'm the U.S. and uh, the U.K. I'm like, you guys will just do whatever we right. say, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, do we want to kick Dave out of there? I don't have any problem kicking Dave out. Yeah, just kick Dave out and put Abraham Lincoln in. Abraham <laughs> Lincoln goes in. Abraham right. Lincoln goes in. And uh, we're good with all the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. All right, so we got again Selena Meyer from uh, Veep, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. We got Billy Bob Thornton in Love Actually, Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact. Uh, we got uh, David Palmer in Twenty Four. We got Andrew Shepard, Michael Douglas from The American President. We got uh, Bill Pullman in Independence Day. We got Jed Bartlett, who is Martin Sheen in The West Wing. We got uh, Harrison Ford in Air Force One. And we got uh, Peter Sellers in Doctor Strangelove, and we have the actual president Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Here, here's one thing about that movie, Dave, because I don't remember. I don't remember a lot from like movies and stuff. But there's one thing since the day I saw it that I remembered. He's he, so he's he's a you know like yeah, just a body standing because he looks a lot like the actual president, and he's taking a shower and he he sings to himself. Hail to the chief! He's the one we all say hail to. Hail to the chief because he keeps himself so clean. <laughs> well, wait a second. We may be putting it back All right. So, uh, as usual, when we have guests on this, um, Andy and Danielle, you will need to agree on an answer. If you can't agree on an answer, TJ may step in and get the final word on that. Um, and TJ can influence you as much as he wants. I'll try not to influence uh, too much, although I usually can't help myself. And uh, here we go. So uh, first activity, uh, all of these 10 uh, fictional presidents have to sit for a no holds barred roast, take it well, and then deliver appropriate and effective zingers in response at the end. Who's going to be the absolute worst out of these 10 fictional presidents at handling that roast? Mm. Ooh, I got to think that Billy Bob Thornton. And love actually is not going to be great at it. He he wasn't good taking any kind of criticism in uh, in love actually. Mm, I was kind of I was kind of leading over to uh, Peter Sellers there a little bit. Strange oh life. yeah, I'm gonna say Peter Sellers. That's a good one. Peter Sellers. Right, so we have Sellers. We have quick agreement there. Who just not that it matters because as TJ says, you don't have to uh, outrun the yeah. lion. You just have to outrun your friend in this game. Who uh, who would, though, be the best? Absolute. If you, get, you pick these 10, who's going to be the best at taking the roast effectively and then just turning back around with a great roast of his or her own? I Sel- like Selena Meyer. Selena Meyer is going to be pretty darn, pretty darn good. I actually found there was a couple others, like, as much as I love Morgan Freeman, he's not a wit. You know, he's not he's not snappy in, in that way. And I also don't know if David Palmer had any sense of humor at all either he was more of just kind of like a very stable rock of a of a human of a human being selena meyer would be great lincoln roastmaster abraham lincoln would sizzle your pants off if uh given the shot wit wit uh wit without uh match um oh and and you know i think palmer I think like Palmer would do well because he would have somebody write the jokes from advance. He would deliver them well. Yeah, he would be he'd be great at taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think I, I like the call that either Billy Bob or Peter Sellers 
could both get rattled. Mm-hmm. I also think Bartlett and Lincoln would be the two best. I think Bartlett, his whole thing is is standing back, taking it, and like having patience, and then coming back with like a monologue of like, oh yeah, and, like taking people down. Oh, his his think- his first his first episode takedown of Laura Ingram. The right. that was right. like yeah was yeah awesome. That's his. I- I think Harrison Ford struggles a little, but... He, uh, again, though, like you were saying, Palmer-wise, he'd be well-written for. Whatever yeah. speech he delivers at the beginning of Air Force One is really... It's well-written, and he delivers it the right the right way um, at, at the top of Air Force... Uh, top of Air Force One in Russia with all in front of that entire Russian group. Yeah. But yeah, I think he would be well-written for as, uh, as, as well. All right. Yeah, so I think Peter, Peter Sellers said, was very funny, but had no sense of humor. The character had no sense of humor of like, Dimitri, there's no fighting in the war room. He didn't understand that that the irony of the yeah. statement. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. he's going to get ran over quickly. Yep. Yeah, he's going to he's going to be like, that's that's a mean thing to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mean it, you know, you just won't get it. You won't understand the premise. All right. All right. So uh, Sellers is out. Nine remain. Next thing they got to do is they all have to give a, a motivational halftime speech to a football team that's trailing 21 to 6. So, whatever that's going to take to get this football team to get Meyer, back out there. Incredibly. Palmer, Douglas, Lincoln. Okay. Who's after? I'm sorry, I deleted one excellent. Who's after Bartlett? Between Bartlett and Freeman. James. Between Bartlett and Freeman. Air Force One. James Marshall, yeah. yeah James Ford in there for sure. I mean, you know, if you're president, you probably got to be pretty good at giving a speech. So this could be a hard one to eliminate somebody. Well, I'm definitely not getting rid of Lincoln. I feel like Lincoln's doing yeah, it. Lincoln's doing great. Palmer's doing great. Do I want to get rid of Billy Bob? You think he can do it, Daniel? Uh, I would say either Billy Bob. Or Michael Douglas. I think Michael Douglas. I don't know. Well, he gives a gives a great speech great at the end of the American president. Yeah, he, he gets he gets a little feisty. He gets yeah, he brings it home at the end of I that think, movie. I think we got to get rid of Billy Bob Thornton. I think only because he would do a fine job, and I think he would be good with like um, a room full of guys to get them like all razzed up because that's his whole thing. But I think everyone else has such better speeches that they would just motivate better. His speeches are kind of shallow. Yeah, hard to. I mean, I, I can't. Get it mad at Harrison Ford and Air Force One because you know, get off my plane. He's gonna yell. There's, there's gonna be one great statement to the football team like, get me one stop, or you know, he just I mean, something awesome is gonna come at halftime. Does he say, uh, I, I get my movies confused, there's too many terrorists on this motherfucking plane? Is that right? Is it, is that, oh, that's is that from Terrorists on a Plane? Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, never mind. I'm gonna go with Billy Bob. I feel You're like taking Snake, Snake Force One. That's right. That's right. Right. Pretty good. All right. So Billy Bob is is out. Can we agree that Peter Sellers would have gotten knocked out again? Yeah. 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 I think so. Peter Sellers, pretty terrible president. president. Terrible president. All right. Now it's that same football game. This is task number three. Same football game. Uh, and unfortunately, that president, after that great motivational speech at halftime, has to come out and sub in for the mascot and just nail it the whole second half, doing Ooh. like all sorts of like uh, you know mascot stuff, getting the crowd revved up, doing acrobatics, you know, jumping through like a flaming hoop, all sorts of stuff like that, uh, you know, doing pranks. 
Well, who's going to be the worst at uh, pulling off that mascot stuff? They're going to be dressed as a, let's, let's say like kind of a, a cartoon looking uh, tiger. Okay. I think I know who I'm going with. Go ahead. Who are you gonna... I want to nominate Morgan Freeman. Uh, that's where I was looking. <laughs> just don't think he's going to care. That's, that's where I was looking. And just age. Just, yeah, you know, he, like, yeah. He, he probably looked happy enough to just go out without the tiger head on because he's just above it. Yeah. He's just going to ruin the image for everybody. Yeah. Of, of all, you can do like penguins. What if what if the mascot's a penguin? Then, yeah. then Morgan okay. Freeman's got it. All right, but of, of all the things we've seen Morgan Freeman do, kind of like broad hijinks is not yeah. is not yeah. in that list I, that I can yeah, recall. He can be a god, but he cannot be a tiger. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, all right, uh, you hate to see him go, but uh, honestly, he was he, you know it's just nobody really remembers that role all that well. So I, I mean. I, Everybody loves Morgan Freeman, no question about it. Uh, he's got the gravitas to play president. He should be cast as president. You know, five more films. You, you always kind of feel like he is, but he's not going to do that. I, I totally agree. Oddly enough, I think Abe would sell out at this thing. I think the guy would get way into it. And apparently, he was a super awkward dude as well. Like, would sit like oddly on 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 chairs and stuff like that. I, I think his, that's what you want from a mascot. Though. Yeah. Exactly kind of- I think his jointy kind of Marfran syndrome body would nail this mascot thing. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. You know, Bartlett should be thrilled. Bartlett should be thrilled that Morgan Freeman was there. Yeah. <laughs> he almost yeah. got bounced. Yeah. Bartlett was in big trouble. I mean, My- Michael Douglas is a total, like, he's never, I mean, Andrew Shepard's not going to really give it his all in yeah. that mascot thing. But hey, you know, it doesn't matter. That you, like, you don't have to win. You just yeah. have to not finish last. That's right. All right. So, uh, next up, uh, all of these presidents are going uh, camping. And they need uh, the situation here that they have to deal with is they must politely but firmly deal with a situation where another person's child is behaving reprehensibly on a multifamily camping trip. And that child's parents just won't do anything about it. Who's going to step in and uh, take care of business there? And who's going to do the worst job of corralling this uh, this developing uh, bad acting child situation? I don't know how well Abe Lincoln did with kids because I think he kind of abandoned his own, didn't he? He had like... Yeah, but I think he'd be good with the parents, right? He just could talk to the parents. I'm, I'm worried about Selena Meyer here. Oh, oh. Sure. That's, Without that's her snapping. Yeah, right? I, I think she'll swear, say something horrible about the kid in front of the kid, like uh, in reference to the kid. Like, well, she, it might be the thing the kid needs. Like if something shocking she says could be effective. Perhaps right? it's not. It's not the right. 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 Exactly. If we're looking for appropriate, then then she but, she runs the most. I think in danger of being yeah. of being inappropriate. I think it's Selena. I think, I think yeah. it's Selena Rush. Danielle, we agreed. Yeah, I hate to see her go. All right. Uh, all we got left then is David Palmer uh, from 24, Andrew Shepard from uh, Michael Douglas and the American President, uh, Bill Pullman in Independence Day, who's just been cruising along so yeah, far. Uh, but, you know, never know the next event. Jed Bartlett from West Wing uh, and Harrison Ford um, from uh, Air Force One. One. And who am I missing? Abe. Abe Lincoln, of course. Yeah, Babe. Babe Lincoln, man. He's yeah, not going anywhere. You can't pry Babe Lincoln out of here. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, next one is they got to spend the night as a bouncer at huh. New York's hottest new club. Oh, no. Who's, gonna, who's the worst at that? I mean, I love Palmer here. I love pa- President Palmer. I mean, oh, man. I think we got to look at uh, Bartlett. 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 I think Martin Sheen's all of five foot four. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a buck fifty soaking wet. I think he's getting. But I mean, can't can't he just talk his way? You know, it's, it's he, not all physical. His character also has MS, R- remitting, yeah. remitting, and uh, whatever that one, that version of it yeah, is. Relapse, remit. Yes. I mean, he's going to try to teach a lesson to somebody in line, and I just don't know if that's a bouncer tactic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's talking. All right. Okay. Guy. Adios. Uh, to, to Jed Bartlett, that is too bad. Uh, and, you know, not really a thing that a president maybe should have to do, but, hey, it's not mm-hmm. it's not sur- purely presidential task. Gonna it's leave Michael Douglas. Going to leave Douglas exposed here. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas is going to be exposed. He, this, now the, the light is on Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next challenge is you got to eat as close to 100 donut holes as possible in one hour. Who uh, who's going to struggle the most with that out of our five remaining? I think Andy guys. called it. I think Andy called I, I mean, it be, without even hearing the without even hearing yeah, the thing. Douglas, Douglas mm-hmm. Palmer, Lincoln, Coleman, Harrison. Yeah, all great. Yeah, I think Harrison Ford might sneaky just hammer like a hundred. Might he might yeah. get all the way there? All I I I can see all of these people having another gear except for Michael Douglas. He's yeah. he doesn't have that he doesn't have that gear to go to. I think he like quits before he doesn't even start it. Yeah. He's just like, this is beneath me. I'm not going to yeah. eat these donut yeah. holes. Uh, I don't, I, I, who needs a stupid contest anyway? I don't want to go head to head with other champions. All right. So Andrew Shepard is out. Uh, that leaves David Palmer in 24. Uh, uh, Bill Pullman in Independence Day, Harrison Ford in Air Force One, and actual Abe Lincoln. Actual uh, Abe. Actual Abe. Oh yes. He's really doing well. Where? All right. These four. These four enter. Um, these four enter into a, uh, a Texas Hold'em tournament for charity with big money on the line. Who would you least want to have your money behind out of these four to succeed in uh, Texas Hold'em? They get. Uh, they get only uh, twenty-four hours to get ready. I kind of like Lincoln here. I love Lincoln here. I I I love Lincoln. That time they were playing a lot of, I know he knows the game. Bro, he's on the money he's betting. (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm good with him surviving for sure. Yeah. Also, he's got that tall hat that he can just kind of put down as a visor. Oh, yeah. He can read people, you know, like he, he can, he can. He can throw a punch, take a punch. He can, you know. Kenny Bluff, can... though, TJ. He's called Honest Abe for Honest. a reason. That's, oh, that's true. Buddy, that means everyone's going to believe him at every point. <laughs> the dude knows when to do it. He's Abe, Abe's the only guy who can't leave here. I think I think Palmer is all poker-based. Mm-hmm. I think he's got this locked. I, I got to tell you, the one that comes to my mind that uh, just comes out of nowhere is probably Pullman. Pullman, yep. Yeah. Pullman, it just, he's just been cruising along. And then he just gets blindsided by this. He, it's not. Anyway, did he have the it, best speech? Did he have the best halftime speech? Like the the, the guy most likely to get, turn around that football game? He, probably. Yeah, he had that great "We're going to beat the alien" speech. So I assume yeah. he could talk to a bunch of freshmen through some seniors. And and here's 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 the thing. Like, it, it's not fair, but Air Force One president 
Harrison Ford also played Indiana Jones, and I can't get it out of my head. I can't separate that ability from from that portrayal. I think it leaves Pullman with his butt hanging out there. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, We're gonna take Pullman in his uh, exposed butt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're, we're getting close to having the I think the best real president against the best fake president. <laughs> that, that could happen. We don't know, but we only have three folks left for this this uh, final elimination before we get into the finals. And all we have is David Palmer from Twenty Four, Harrison Ford from Air Force One, and actual Abe Lincoln. And uh, this is the last one of these, which is um, uh, they got to start a nice little tomato garden. Uh, And then their neighbor, um, maybe intentionally, maybe not. It's hard to say, uh, builds a fence that messes up that tomato garden a little bit. And then this person uh, uses the next month to completely fucking destroy the life of their neighbor who is going to be least effective at uh, this really outsized massive retaliation for messing up their little tomato garden. Who's going to be the the worst at, at making havoc occur to their neighbor. Wow. Hmm. Oh. Oh, now I'm getting nervous. For I he's am too. Yeah, he doesn't like a house divided. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's all about unity. Damn it. And, and stopping wars. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of his whole MO, you know? President Palmer wouldn't do it either. Great guy. Although he had strength. He always would answer with strength. And wow, Harrison Ford's looking real good here, actually. He's the one that's going to Harrison Ford is not getting eliminated here, right? Like he's gonna that that next door neighbor's house is gonna be like yeah. there's there's trucks coming in bulldozing that thing, you know. Just I don't this, he's crazy. really gonna take care of his little tomato garden. He's not gonna let anybody get in the way of it. He's gonna be he's gonna defend it uh, very forcefully. Let me let me say let me say this that I hear what you're saying about about Abe. And and this will be my last because I just don't want to see I just don't want to see Abe go. Will there be something so protective about him of this little patch of tomato, this little this little bit of beauty, this little bit of like life and and sustenance that another part of him would open to protect this this little bit of good uh, after seeing all that after seeing all that he saw. That's that's my that's my best argument for Abe because I just I don't I want to give him every shot at staying before before if in case we if, I, if we do I, have to I say will, goodbye. I do I would be remiss if I didn't do this because usually these are always like positive things and I have my notes a little differently. So it is that they build a nice little tomato garden and then my notes I couldn't read it and it's my fault but it is the neighbor then intentionally puts a fence in the middle of that thing and so this person exacts unholy hell of revenge on them in protection of their tomato garden. So a little bit more of a positive spin than like, I didn't mean to say that like, Oh, maybe the, 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 the neighbor didn't even mean to do it. The neighbor did. This is just hard, hard retaliation. In response. I, I can't remember in 24, did David Palmer end up just with like automatic weapons in his hand, shooting, shooting kidnappers and terrorists or anything like that? Or did I he, think, oh, I don't think he ever did that. Okay. Yeah, but he did always, respond with immense strength when 
when when they were attacked. But he was I mean he was also like a peaceful, like strong president. He tried not to, but when he when they needed to answer with strength, he huh. did. If I remember. Sounds like a modern day Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> wow, this is tough. This is between Palmer and Lincoln because you know Harrison Ford is just gonna Harrison Ford's good. Harrison yeah. Ford's good. I kinda think I kind of, you know, there is something to TJ's point about, like, is Abe, Abe Lincoln will stand up for what he thinks is right yeah, and will will not stop until he feels like, uh, you know, restitution has been made for this uh, this advance on the tomato guard. Let's say in this rush, you like you like historical fiction. Let's say John Wilkes Booth just grazed him. All right. Took his ear off and gave him a nice groove down. Can't you just picture Abraham Lincoln unleashing holy hell on the Booth family? On yeah. on the, the acting booth, the John Wilkes booth, Mama and Papa booth. I, I could see him laying a hammer down. Yeah, booths at restaurants. There's never going to be oh. any booths remaining at restaurants <laughs> after that. It'd be called Lincoln's. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Lincoln's now. Uh, you can go to your kissing Lincoln at the county fair. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Palmer. Then let's give it a Palmer. Let's keep I I don't want to talk you into it. I am I'm just I'm I'm a fan of having the real guy in the fictional in the fictional battle. Totally. I want him in. Let's go. Palmer's gone. What do you think? Palmer's gone. Great. Right, he's gone. All right. So it's Abe Lincoln against uh, against Harrison Ford in Air Force One, and it's in three challenges here. I don't know. I'm looking at him. I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting. So here's I'm going to give you all three challenges. Remember. Uh, now it's just who wins, and and uh, you pick two out of three. If one person wins all three of it, that's fine. They just sweep. Uh, but here are the three challenges for these these presidents: one fictional and one real. First, uh, you got to haggle down the price of a real estate acquisition. Who's going to be the best at bargaining that down? Number two, uh, number two uh, on their uh, they they've got a, a successfully and effectively ski a double black diamond at the end of their first ever ski trip. So it's first like five day ski trip. They're already doing double blacks by the end of it. And then third and final, um, who's going to get the dance floor going at a party when nobody else is out there on the floor so far, they're going to make everybody feel comfortable and get that dance floor going. What Danielle said earlier is her superpower, uh, her forte to to come bring it full circle. uh, Who's going to get that dance party going. So those are the three. Who wins, Andy and Danielle? I got mine. I got Here mine. Go. I got mine. All right. D- maybe confer if there's like, uh, is there one that you think is really obvious? Uh, maybe maybe two that split, then it can come down to one or, or whatever, you know? I feel like the last one is obvious, the dance floor. Okay. I, 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 have, I have A and B split for me. The first two are a split, and then okay. the same person who wins the first one When's the third one for me? Mine I don't know. Too. Mine too. Yeah, I'm I'm Abe on one. Yep. And three. Yep. And me too. Yeah. I I think uh I think Ford actually gets two. Yeah, yep. He gets the skiing. I agree. I think yeah. Ford getting the skiing is a no no brainer. Yeah. No question. Uh, haggling feels like Ford is going to be immune to haggling. He seems like he'd be horrible at it. So I agree with you. I think the interesting one is the third one, getting the dance floor, getting the party going. Why do you guys think it's a it's an easy Abe Lincoln there? Six six, 
That arm, this arm, getting up there, getting folks, getting folks going. And Abe, again, I think Abe will sell. I think Abe will sell out for it. I think Abe gets knees high. I think Abe just like, I think Abe revs it up. Also that like the hat, he's got, he's got like tall hat bits going. I think Ford just kind of just doesn't have that, that go, that go nuts kind of, kind of gear. Lincoln actually had like a really high pitched voice. Uh, And so if you heard, if you saw that tall guy dancing with his lanky arms and then he just gave out a little like, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go get in there. It'd be like an 1800s Hans Holson just with all dark hair getting the dance floor, getting the dance floor going. It'd be the best. I I agree. I agree. It's a no brainer, but there are going to be some viewers who say, you know, (laughs) I I don't think Lincoln should have won that, that tomato garden one. So I just want to know if it had been Palmer, Head to head with uh, with Harrison Ford, who would have won wow. uh, in that challenge if we didn't have any real presidents in there? Who who would have won Palmer. that final? I, I would have gone Palmer. I still I still feel like I don't know that that Lincoln was the best. I I think I, I go Palmer. I think I go Palmer too because I think Palmer also also wrestles the double diamond out of Ford's hands there. Totally. Yeah, yeah, he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah, he's. A, I have to say, for champion of champion of champions. Uh, when it all comes together, I'm happier <clears throat> that we've got Abe Lincoln than oh. uh, than David Palmer in there. It's going to be a little bit. He's going to be he's going to be a threat to spoilers oh. ahead. If you haven't listened, skip for about 15 seconds. He's going to be a big time threat to the current prohibitive favorite Yoda Yoda. Lincoln v uh, Yoda. Yoda. Oh, mama! By the way, Yoda dominates the skiing. Oh, Haggles, uses force mind, mind gets force that dance floor. Fucking burning hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it would have been. It, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for anybody to beat Yoda. But Abe, Abe Lincoln, I guarantee you, Yoda's sitting at home. Yoda, Mike Phelps, uh, Meryl Streep, they're all sitting oh. there and they're all like, "Oh damn, I didn't want to see Lincoln." It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here, here he is now. Like, boy, came to play now. Like Lincoln's bringing game. By the way, I like that we had our own modern day version of the Lincoln Douglas debates along the way here, and Lincoln <laughs> oh, yeah. destroyed Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lincoln's going to be a handful in that tournament. Oh yeah, uh, I love it. How All about right, that? Like go. six, six foot six, digity long Lincoln, and and, and that like in a t- Clash of the Titans with two foot four little green big eared Yoda. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Henry Gondor's got his work cut out. For oh, poor sure. guy. I, I don't. I don't. I still don't know how Ireland hangs with these guys. <laughs> also, like Lincoln and Yoda are going to try to like out poetically oh. like, philosophize each other too. Like it's gonna be it's but you never know. You never know. A weird thing could come up yeah, like yeah. eating a hundred donut holes and then you mm-hmm. know all of a sudden they're it's them against you know John Goodman and you know you, yeah. you never know. <laughs> right. You just don't know how the champion of champions is gonna Because we did have we did have that one where it was just all guys who were known as King Ralph and John Goodman yeah. came out of that one. So it's uh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> well yeah, thank we had, we had John Goodman's 10 best characters. So, uh, you know. <laughs> well, thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. This was so fun. We had a real good time. Real good time having you. And uh, we want to thank Nate, who does the producing, Julie and Emily, who have helped us out. And Russ, you want to take us out? Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. And uh, everybody, stay safe. Get your own vaccine. Hopefully you can get your allergy vaccine along with your COVID one. 
Uh, take care.